This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fearscape Media Network. Exploring the unknown. One podcast at a time. Hello, dear friends. I'm your head mister, Lord Stephen Gearhart. And I am your co-mister, the man with no name, Lance Wayne. And together we are the misters of the... the, Let's try it again. The misters of the... the, Lance! The misters of the dark! Don't shut up! Whatever. Join us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. Or go to mistersofthedark.com, where we'll be discussing all things horror, from films and books to everything in betweensies. We also have the occasional victim. <laughs> I mean, guest. <laughs> Only on the Fearscape Mania Network. <laughs> Shut up, Lance. I always get the last laugh. <laughs> Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up. Or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legends and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So, beware. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another spooky edition of Fearscape here on 100.9 FM WCHQ and also on the Destination Nation Network. Whether you're tuning in here or you're tuning in to the podcast version at DestinationComics.com slash DNN, we're glad you're here. Uh, most of you guys know that there has been a little bit of a shakeup uh, over the past few weeks. Brad has decided to uh, take a walkabout, a sabbatical. A, a, a pretty permanent sabbatical from Fearscape uh, to kind of take care of some things in his life and, and whatnot, but we wish him very, very well. I thought about doing a eulogy since this is Fearscape, but I'm like, nah, he's still out there kicking. He's still living. Uh, so, yeah, so make sure to uh, follow him, as always, on his Instagram and Twitter. Uh, but we are introducing, and by we, I guess it's just me, um, but I am introducing our brand new 
co-host for Fearscape and Fearscape FM. Today, a good buddy of mine, his name is Josh Rutledge, so let's go ahead and give him a good welcome. Hey, Josh, how are you? Hey, Stephen, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of this Whatever this becomes, I'm just really looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. Well, whatever the hell it is, um, it's going to be all right. So uh, we are super pumped, and we're actually going to spend this entire episode getting to know you. All right. Uh, But we have a few things that we've got to take care of as usual. And in fact, you've even got some stuff already. Man, I like this guy's initiative. Right. Uh, But yeah, Josh is going to be taking over as co-host for the foreseeable future, uh, bringing in all kinds of nerdy and, and, you know, just great paranormal stuff. Uh, But before we get to that, let's jump right into a little bit of spooky news. All right, so it uh, looks like both of us got a little bit of a spooky news, so I'm going to hit you with mine first. I uh, found a really cool story that just fascinates me because it, it, it kind of involves two of my favorite things, ghosts and movies. Uh, this one comes from the Daily Star in the United Kingdom, uh, and the headline reads, Secret Door in Haunted Cinema is Opened to Reveal Satanist Lair. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> <laughs> you got to love those Satanists. Um, so let's see here. The owners of a former cinema that has been converted into a spooky museum have made a spine chilling discovery. Now already I question this, right? So they've already turned in this cinema into a spooky museum and they just so happened to find a satanic layer. Yeah. 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 Seems a little fishy. Little, (laughs) little fishy. Uh, so the haunted museum owners, Maria and Steve Wesson discovered a metal door concealed under a layer of plasterboard after they bought the old Mapperley picture house in Nottingham, England for almost a year. They left the door sealed, fearful of what they might find inside. But then they plucked open that door and they saw what was behind it. Marie says they found a pentagram symbol marked out on the floor in charcoal, a number of burned out candles, and weirdest of all, (gasps) a child's teddy bear. Yeah, (laughs) I couldn't believe what I was seeing, said Marie. Uh, We're paranormal investigators, not Satanists, so we were already going to have to get in on it to find out as much as we can. Uh, Let's see here. She says uh, that the museum team had been sent supernatural warnings not to open the door. Uh, She said, during investigations, we've had voice recordings of someone saying, don't open the door and don't open the door with a sinister laugh after. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Marie says that the warnings put her off, cracking open the secret chamber for quite a while. And now that it has been unsealed, it has been causing a few problems. So, uh, you know. I don't know. Like I said, I find it very interesting. Um, I, I'm Wiccan, and so a pentagram uh, is not what the picture shows. A pentacle is what is shown. A pentagram is simply just a five-pointed star, um, a lot of times attributed upside down to represent sa- the, the Church the of Satan. Yeah, the Church of yeah. Satan, which in and itself is not <laughs> pagan. In any, it's actually a really kind of a cool religion. Um, but this shows a pentacle, which is a... Uh, very Wiccan piece. Just because there's candles there doesn't mean it's satanic. I the lights could have gone out. Yeah, the lights could have gone out. You're you're scared, so you're hanging with your teddy. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, why do you buy a place and don't, don't investigate all? You know, don't don't open the door and see what's behind. It. Well, like she said, she was scared. She kept getting um, voice recordings that were like, "Don't open it." Ah, 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 ah. 
Yeah. Maybe somebody was testing their voice box. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Well, that's what I got for <laughs> yeah, spooky cool, news. Cool. Like I said, that comes from England. So what do you got for us? All right. So uh, so DARPA, uh, for those of you not familiar with what DARPA is, it's uh, basically the uh, subject of many, many, many different uh, conspiracy theories. Um, and it is the uh, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Uh, pops up on a lot of different stories and things. But they want uh, they would like everybody to surrender their uh, subterranean um, passageways for for experiments. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they, like our tunnels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this, that's secret. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mo- most people uh, probably don't even realize that there are a lot of tun- tunnels underneath uh, downtown Louisville. That, yes, and you can do actually tours and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, Yep, uh, it connects like the Sealbach and yeah, the Brown yeah. and all stuff from Prohibition. Yeah, so so DARPA wants to use uh, to test their new systems and sensors so that it's uh, you know even more secretive. I wonder if that counts like Mammoth Cave and you know things like that. Yeah, no, I mean it says urban circuit. Oh, so the urban circuit. So we're looking at that, including like a mega cavern here in Louisville. Uh, some things like that. Yeah, probably in you know, like in like I said, any of those tunnels underneath cities and things. But yeah, so basically they've got a new uh, set of sensors that they want to test, and they have to be somewhat underground in order to to test. I guess people walking around on the streets. I don't know what they're testing, but yeah, uh, well, I know what they're going to be testing. They're going to be testing ghosts rolling through there, man, or the uh, slave trade that's still or, secretly yeah. happening, or aliens. Or you never know when there's a river of slime that's going to fall into. <laughs> Damn right, could be a river. Ray's going to get down there and get dunked in it. Um, but yeah, they, they, man, you never know. I'd, I'd love to get all that stuff set up underneath, like the catacombs in like Paris and and stuff like it that. It would just that be would cool be really to just cool. set up. A mic, like a couple of mics, and just mm-hmm. leave it undisturbed for like a week, and then go back and listen to see what you pick up. Boy, you'd have to listen to, I don't do math, so 24 <laughs> times 7 hours yeah. of footage. Maybe there's, maybe there's a team of people. That's, yeah, that's like that's when you hire a team of people. Yeah, we need some um, interns. Yes, quick. <laughs> Kathy, if you're listening, if you could get us some interns, that would be great. Uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, with the possibility of being super spooky and like, is there a nefarious motive behind that? I mean, it's DARPA, right? I mean, yeah. so many, you know, where's my tinfoil hat? When yeah, exactly. It, you know? <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, so that's this week's spooky news. So we're going to go on and uh, get into now. I. Uh, <sighs> The show is going to be talking about your personal stories, okay? Yep. Your your experiences with paranormal, aliens, Bigfoot, uh, Matt Bevan, whatever, all the scary <laughs> things. And um, But spooky news is meant for the recent. Something that's happened recently. So we're going to get into, not spooky news, boy, I say that every single time, creepy ketchup. We're going to get into creepy ketchup. And talk about something that's happened within the last week or two, um, you know, uh, since we've seen each other. And since this is your first episode, I'm sure you've had something happen recently. I know I did. Uh, So we're going to get into that. So let's get into a little creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. All right. So, oh yeah, I love our theme song. Suck it, Brad. Uh, and anyways, uh, I 
So first of all, speaking of Brad, him and I went to Cincinnati a few weeks ago. We lightly touched on it in the last episode. Uh, but we went to Cincinnati, and while we were there, we went to Bobby Mackey's Music World, which we've covered both on the podcast and the radio show and have talked about a bazillion times. Well, we finally got a chance to go. We didn't do a ghost hunt or anything like that. We just went and had a few beers. Bobby Mackey was actually playing. Um, it was great. I mean, I, I was coughing blood for the next two days because of all the smoke, but it was so much fun. But while there, stuff was happening. So I'm sitting there. We're sitting at a table. We're sitting at the back, and we're watching the show. And I, I keep feeling someone put their hand on my leg. Well, the three tables, like, around me to the left are empty. There's no one there. Brad's, like, two seats over because we're doing the man rule. And so he's not sitting next to me. So it's not him. And it's my left leg. And it keeps happening. And I'm laughing because I'm like, I know what it is. And uh, the, I definitely, and, and maybe I was anticipating doing this, but I definitely smelled the rose perfume, which is what Joanna's supposed to, to wear. Um, and you're supposed to smell it. And uh, Brad didn't smell it, I don't think, but I did. And then there was a point. We have um, the same tool uh, app that we used at uh, Whisper's Estate. We both had them out sitting on the table. It's supposed to pick up, you know, words and different things like that. And so uh, first I, I look up and I'm like, are you here? Is It's okay. I mean, if, give me a sign if you're here. And then uh, on, on my phone, I look down, the word entertainment is right there. Right as soon as I look up and there's a big long sign on the wall that says, welcome to Bobby Mackey's, enjoy your entertainment, right? And so that was pretty cool. And then I was like, all right, um, were you one of the people that have just wandered in or were you murdered? And the next word that came up said murder. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then the next three words were just nonsense. I didn't get them. But, you know, those three things or those things right there were enough to make me feel pretty, pretty awesome about it. So you ever think that's like the movie, you know, the movie Signs where uh, the pastor's wife gets pinned against a tree and she says those random things that don't mean anything at the time, but then later mean things. Oh, for sure. So like the, the, the words that popped up that at the time didn't mean anything. You never know. Yeah, no, and you know, and that's something I'm sure. If I went back through all the, um, all the the recordings that we had for Whispers Estate, if I had recorded every word we saw too, I bet you they would have correlated at some point. I absolutely believe in the time flux, that things don't happen in the time that we think. And in fact, some of the stuff that we hear could have happened years and years and who knows? Some ghost hunter could have asked and like. Ten right. years from now, we're hearing, you know, right. get me ice cream. <laughs> you know, and yeah. you're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's cool. That's yeah, really so cool. for the most part, that's been it. I've been pretty busy. I haven't really had any night hags, thank the, thank the gods. Um, but things have been pretty slow besides that. Um, I, and now, now, I will say this. I was at the Bardstown Theater, um, which... Uh, you, you won't be able to attend, but Naoma from Country Roots and a couple other people. I think Brad might even be coming. We're going to ghost hunt there. Uh, but I was there this weekend. It's super haunted. And uh, I, man, saw doors opening and just, just all sorts of standard stuff that I always see when I'm there. That yeah. You know, just out of the corner of your eye. That's cool, man. Yeah. So what about you? Anything happened to you the last few weeks? <clears throat> yeah. So um, and we'll get into a little bit more of this later. But I, I recently, I guess, kind of returned on my paranormal antenna. I, I turned it off for a while. Oh yeah, and uh, we've um, all been there. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so I I get to I get to feeling like uh, something is uh, in the woods behind my house. Um, and so I'm out there. Mm-mm. I'm out there yesterday. Um, I'm, I've really gotten into some amateur photography lately. So I'm out there taking pictures and stuff. And 
and I just I feel like something's something's looking at me, you know. So like I just walk over to the woods area where I I feel like there's something there. And Already say, braver than me. <laughs> all right, I would jump onto the porch and zoom in on my camera all the way. <laughs> That's what I would do. So I walk over there and I'm like, hey, you know, um, we're not going to hurt you. You're, you know, you're safe here. And uh, and I swear something rustled in the leaves. And, like, a bird flew away. So it was something enough that it startled a bird. Bird, yeah. But I couldn't see anything. I took a couple of pictures of the area. Went back and looked. The pictures couldn't find anything. But, but yeah, I feel like there's something there's something in there. And I mean, we get deer and everything, you know. It's but, a different. But it's deer, a different vibe. deer will spook and they'll run. You know, mm-hmm. this is a different This is a different kind of vibe. Same thing. Raccoons, any of those things, they either get spooked or you can just, it's just a different vibe. It's just a different yeah. vibe. Now, granted, I mean, occasionally we'll get wildcats and, you know, even yeah. the occasional mountain lion. Yeah. Um, but those are so few and far between. Well, and in, in, in there's the, more there's more Bigfoot sightings than there are mountain <laughs> lion sightings. Right. Well, <laughs> and like the, the bird that I was talking about, like it was kind of uh, uh, chirping and bouncing around on the tree branches. And then when I said something and whatever rustled then the bird flew away. So it's like it was comfortable with whatever was there yeah. until, you know, I said something. I don't know. I mean, you know, Kentucky is home to many a cryptid sighting. Um, you know, it's one of the biggest states for Bigfoot sightings as well. So who knows? Yep. Who yep. knows, man? Uh, yeah. Anything else? No. Awesome. Are you going to talk? You talked to me recently about your dream. Is that going to get brought up? It is. Okay, good. Yep. Then I won't hit it for creepy catch because okay. it's awesome. No, that's more than I think a creepy catch. Oh, all right. Good. All right. Well, then, ladies and gentlemen, that was creepy catch up. 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 Y'all, it's creepy. All right, we're here. This is this is your moment of truth, Josh. The pressure is on your shoulders. <laughs> no, uh, in fact, it's not. You're not even really hosting today. Today, you're my guest. Um, and, you know, we want our viewers and our blanket huggers out there to know who you are. What can they expect from you? You know, so before we even get into the spooky stuff, Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I'm um, I'm 41 years old. I'm married. I like long walks on the beach. Pretty uh, much most people do. Dinners, you know, most that kind do. of stuff. Yeah. No, um, <clears throat> I'm I, I would describe myself as a uh, <clears throat> as a uh, believer, but a skeptic. So uh, I'm just I'm not just going to jump at the first sign of something. You know, I'm going to dig into it. I'm going to try to understand it. If I can't understand it, then I'm going to accept it as mm-hmm. paranormal. But um, yeah, so I uh, uh, started out in um, uh, church as a young young. In fact, that's where we met. Kid. It's yep. we're coming on twenty five years next wow, year. Wow, man, that's crazy. <laughs> twenty five years, just to give you a yeah heads up. It only feels like forty. <laughs> <laughs> twenty five years of knowing this schmuck, and uh, yeah, we've been through many religion yeah. changes together. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but I'm in a I'm in a really good place now. Uh, yeah, and I think. You know, Stefan introduced me to, to pretty much what I think I am, and that's a humanist. So that's yeah, cool. mm-hmm. that's I love cool. humanism. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, but you and I also share a massive love for Star Trek and Star Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. and pretty much all things sci-fi. Pretty much everything sci-fi. Some I don't know what the uh, what the type the genre is, but like the Lord of the Rings type stuff, fantasy, uh, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so and I would say I'm probably like fifty-two, forty-eight. Star Trek over Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the day of the week for me. Literally, it's true. 
There, man, there. Sometimes I go through a huge Star Wars phase where I'm like, yeah, and I never bash Trek because I'm always a Trekkie. Um, but then there are times where I'm like, I can't get enough of Star Trek, and so that I'm like you, but my scale shifts. Yeah, you know. Well, I guess I, I guess I would say that. I like them for different reasons. Yes, exactly. You know? I hate that they're compared. Yeah. The only thing that's similar is that they're in outer space. Right. That's it. I mean, but so is a lot of other things. Oh, and they share the word star. Right, right, right. So, you know, Stargate must be similar, too, nope. right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get into Stargate. Oh, no, I, I love Stargate. I, you know, it's just one of those that I never, I just never watched it. And then by the time, like, Paul, my roommate Paul was watching it. It was already like seven seasons in or something, uh-huh. and I was like, I got other stuff I'm watching. And it, it wasn't as easy to watch yeah. back then, and now, I, now I've now i got a million things I've got to watch. watch. Yeah. And it was so different from the movie for me that I was like, ah, he's MacGyver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was uh, – they, they tried to tie the movie and the show together in the first couple of episodes, but yeah, it just – you just kind of have to accept that it's different. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that. Had I actually just sat down and watched it, I think I yeah. would have. But it was one of those I never got to watch. And I'm a stickler. If I don't see it from the beginning, I get really yeah. really ticked off and I, I get frustrated. Yeah. So And I didn't watch it from the beginning. But, yeah, so I'm I'm probably more, you know, Spock is my idol kind of guy. You know, I'm very logical. Um, so, But I'm... Don't 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 think I'm a dull guy because I don't think. No, not at all. (laughs) Spock was bad, dude. He was awesome, especially in Discovery, dude. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Like you know, Rocker Spock was awesome. Yeah, (laughs) I love Rocker Spock. Yeah, I guess I'm definitely a Luke guy. I mean, I was blonde hair, blue eye. That was me. I wanted to be Luke, Um, and that that was everything to me. But no, I love as I've. I will say this: I've always been both, but as I've gotten older. I respect and appreciate Star Trek so much more. Star Wars has not changed yeah. for me. It is still just woohoo. Yeah. Uh, but Star Trek has just completely changed for me. Especially after sitting, I recently over the last two years went back and watched all of Next Generation. Well, actually, from original series up, and I'm still I'm I'm on the last season of Enterprise. Like I watched all yeah. the way through, and that gave me a brand new appreciation. Binging all of those. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's amazing how fleshed out that universe is. Oh yeah. And I've I've actually now I've read, good God, I've probably read a hundred Star Wars books. Uh, your brother Jed is actually yeah. the one that got me into them. I read so many of those, and I've only just recently started reading the Star Trek books. Um, I just started reading this one. I don't remember what the name of it is, but it takes place like four years after Nemesis, uh-huh. um, and it's a trilogy. Um, but it's all about uh about uh, trying to find B4, he gets uh, abducted. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'm like three chapters in, and I'm just fascinated. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a really good uh, couple of books that, that that dive into Picard's life before Enterprise. Uh, and those would be really good to read slash listen to, because I don't really do a lot of reading, but I do yeah. audio books. So did Brad. <laughs> um, but it's, it's part of the co-host uh, <laughs> yeah. requirement. Yeah, it was, I think it was on the uh, interview question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but uh, but they really dive into Picard's life before Enterprise, and I don't know how much of that will come up in the new Picard show. Yeah, but who knows? You know, from Star Wars has shown us anything is don't trust <laughs> that the movies or TV shows yeah. are going to touch anything yeah, you love. True, uh, but Star Trek is a little different. I mean, I think Star Trek really tries to stay true, with the exception of Kelvin timeline. Yeah, they really try to. But stay even true. then, with the Kelvin timeline, yeah. it stayed true. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point of the Kelvin timeline. Right. Is that it's still 
brought these people together. Yeah, yeah. It, and that whole thing is still canon. That idea that you know Spock went back and yep. all that stuff happened. I yep. mean, it's still canon. Yeah. So it's very interesting the way they were able to make that happen. But I don't. I don't want to turn this into a Trek podcast. Oh yeah, no, we got to. Sorry, <laughs> this is a different. This is paranormal. Um, sorry, I thought we were hanging out. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I'm sorry. I got yeah. off topic really easy. Thanks for see. He's good at roping me back in. Um, so let's get talking about you. So we've talked a little bit about you're married. You got some cheering and uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Cool. Basic craps out of the way. Yeah. All right, I'm man. a person. You yeah. are a person. All right, so you you know, let's talk about some of your experiences, man. So let me go back to I'm gonna go back in time. Going back in time. Yeah, that's my song in the morning. Anyways, um, <laughs> the, um, the the earliest uh, I guess experiences that I can think of were always at my grandparents' house in Shelbyville. Right now, I wanna. Um, uh, touch on this real quick that we've actually had a story you sent in um, on our early episodes of both Fearscape FM and Fearscape Podcast. Uh, for those of you that have listened since the beginning, his story was the one that took place at his grandmother's uh, house, had the little boy in it and stuff like yep. that. So, but yeah, so you yeah. you were already a, a listener, so and it was really cool to have your story. Yeah, so that was that experience was a little later on in life, like I was out mm-hmm. of high school and things. But my, but even going back to when I was a kid, um, so I, I need to I need to kind of set the stage a little bit. So mm-hmm. my parent, my grandparents' house was built in 1825. Um, so um, there was one one side of the house was for um it had a doctor's office on the main floor and a schoolhouse on the second floor interesting i didn't know that then the other side of the house was the living quarters so it had bedroom it almost reminds me of our friend nathan's old house like how his dad his dad was a chiropractor and had an office yeah Yeah, (laughs) that's really interesting the the difference is is that as a chiropractor i doubt he had very many people die in his office oh yeah for sure so if he did (laughs) i'm glad they moved right (laughs) in fact we don't know where they are um they might be in witness protection i'm not sure (laughs) but um but you know so 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 imagine as a doctor's office I'm sure there was a lot of, of deaths that occurred. Oh, especially back then. Oh, yeah. And, and then, um, you know, and this is kind of a touchy subject, but we we've have found pottery and things. We know that there were some um, uh, slave quarters on the property at some point in time. So well, um, yeah, this, this was, when did you say it was built? 1825. There you go. Then absolutely so, so there yeah, were. So, um, so all of that uh, kind of turmoil and, and, and death and things that were happening there. So as you can imagine, there's a lot of things that would happen in the house. Uh, so early, the, the earliest that I can remember was um, there was a uh, a light in the uh, what would have been the doctor's office. It was the living room for my grandparents at the time. But we would uh, we would just go to bed, and the light would turn on. And uh, we used my brother and I used to sleep on the floor on mats in the floor, like feet from where that light is. <laughs> and so, as you can imagine, we were a little scared at times when. You go to bed and the light wasn't on. You wake up and the light is on. Now, as kids, how did you guys justify that? I mean, or, we, or were you like, it's a ghost? No, I mean, I, <laughs> so I don't think we were, like, scared. Really. Like, I never really got the feeling like uh, we were, uh, it, it was malintent. I mean, I it was just, it was just turning the light on. And there, there was an organ in that room, um, like a electric organ. Mm-hmm. And it would, it would sometimes come on. It never played or anything. Right, it's but like, you'd hear that... Yeah, you would you would hear it kind of warm up yeah, and walk in there and the lights one. were on and stuff and 
You know, it's not like you sat down and played a big long piece for us. And we applauded afterward, but you right, know, especially it, like an organ, that's not easy to turn on. No, that's a heavy flicked switch. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> um, so there was there was that kind of stuff. Um, used to hear uh, walk it up and down the stairs. You know, you hear footprints and footsteps and things. But um, so that was kind of the the early on. So I would say I was probably you know uh, five or six years old. So it's already interesting to me because I've been out to that house many a time. And uh, it already is, like, out in the middle of nowhere. And I can't imagine how far in the middle of nowhere it was in 1825 to be a doctor's office yeah. as well. So, <laughs> like, people had to come. <laughs> so, interesting thing I found out about that house and that whole area is, like, back in the early 1900s, Kentucky was in a heavy drought. Um, and the only place that it rained was over that house. <laughs> And so the area came to be known as Little Egypt because apparently in all the desert, yeah, Egypt is Egypt the only place. Yeah, where the Delta is. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it was just interesting that. Wow. Yeah. So, the, <clears throat> you know, and I, and I um, even as even as a young as a young kid, I, I've kind of had a sensitivity, I guess, to to that kind of stuff. Um, I've never you know, I've listened to some of your other podcasts and mm-hmm. some of your other some of your other guests and and I've never had uh quite the many experiences that they have but I've just kind of had a sensitivity to to feeling things um yeah you know picking up on energies and things and so um I just always n- nothing in that house ever felt like it was malicious yeah it was right. just it it was more um I guess resid- residual residual that- so a lot of um repeats yeah um, or even, uh, you know, just, hey, I'm here. Yeah. Type, right? So, I mean, even even the story that I shared where the little boy and stuff, I mean, even that just felt like, hey, I'm here, you know. Yeah. Can you read the story for me? So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but. Um, Which but, is pretty lucky for a house that old and where people yeah. obviously die. Right. I mean, now, now maybe there was other things there and they just never presented themselves to me, you know, but. Um, so then, you know, fast forward, like, I don't know, five years, let's say. I'm, I'm not really 100% sure on a timeline, but let's say five years. Um, a neighbor that lived down the street, uh, she uh, had recently gone into the hospital, and, and we went to visit her in the hospital because uh, she was always really kind to my brother and I. And um, when we came back to my grandparents' house, the rocking, uh, the rocking chair in the, uh, in the dining room was rocking. <clears throat> and so it's just like we just walked in and the, and the rocking chair was rocking. Now, uh, her husband had passed a few years prior. And so we just maybe figured that he was saying thank you for going to visit my wife or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, but it was just it was just really it was really interesting. And it's one of those things where, like, you see it out of the corner of your eye and you're not really sure that what you saw is what right. you saw. So, you know, like I saw it out of the corner of my eye and I turned and looked and I could actually see it rocking. And, you know, there's no breeze coming through the house. You know, the windows aren't open. I mean, there's there's nothing that could really cause the rocking chair to rock other than, right. you know. And uh, now I know um, a giant, if a majority of your family is, is very, very Christian in their beliefs. Um, but even Christians can kind of take hold of some of this before. The, you know, your other family members have experiences in the house as well that they've shared? Yeah, my, my grandmother has had quite a few experiences. Um, and... Uh, uh, I can't I can't recall any any one particular experience that um, that I could necessarily share right here, but I, I can share something that was very it was that happened to a, to a living relative that was very interesting. So my um, 
uh, I guess my great great uncle, uh, he and his family were uh, on the on the uh, pioneers. So they went out to explore the West, right? And uh, and they were all uh, killed. Uh, they they died of um, whatever the virus was at the time. For Let's the, call it dysentery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you died of dysentery. Well, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> so um, so he 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 gets put back on a train to come back home with all of his um, dead family members and caskets. And so later on in life, you know, he's 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 aged. He's he he is living. Oh, with so everybody him. died but him. But him. Oh, I missed that part. He's living. Okay. At, he's living at my grandparents' house, uh, sleeping in on a, in a bed in the dining room. And my mother was real little at the time, and she said they got up one night and uh, he was gone. And so they went out and they found him in the field. He had made a big bonfire and painted himself to look like a Native American, and was chanting. Around this bonfire, oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so he must have been old too. Yeah, yeah. Man. He was really old. So, so you know, I don't, I don't know if like he was channeling that from the time that he spent in the it's West possible. or or what. But it was it was really. And again, I you know, I w- my mother was real young, so it, it wasn't an experience that I had. But still, right? Yeah, it's that's just a really great cool. Story. How long have has your family owned that home? Uh, I think they. Bought that farm. So your grandparents are the one that bought. Yeah, it. so my grandparents bought that farm. I want to say like, like fifty or sixty years ago. <clears throat> um, so they haven't. It wasn't their first farm they owned. Right. The first farm they owned, uh, the house was struck by lightning and burned down. So then they moved and bought this farm. But um, but there have been um, people living. I mean, there, I don't think that house has ever set vacant. Yeah. Until now. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it makes you wonder, like, if if the great 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 whatever uncle was like senile at that point or anything like that, and was indeed taken over by a spirit. I mean, I mean, Kentucky was a huge native. Oh yeah, man, you yeah. know. So I mean, who knows? N- not even necessarily from out west could be here. Right. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> one, man. <laughs> so, and I don't know. You know, my my. I'm sure that uh, my brother. You know, he. Yeah. He's probably had experiences, but he's never uh, never really talked about it. But. But I mean, I'm sure there's other people who have had experiences in that in that house, but again, never really felt comfortable enough. To exactly. Share, yeah, so. I, I hate that there's a taboo on it, but you know that's okay. Some people are open, some people aren't, and that's completely okay. Yep. Yep. You know, and uh, if you've listened to our show, you know I'm a big believer in that. Uh, if something happens to you once, you'll always be open to it. Always. Rarely do I ever find. Uh, in fact, never have I ever found a person that's only had one experience. Yeah. It's either none. Or a bunch. Right. <laughs> so. Well, and, and like I said, I mean, I kind of I, I got to a point where uh, I was having some really just weird things were happening. Pretty much around the time that my, my kids were born, um, I kind of turned off my paranormal antenna. Yeah. And so. Well, I mean, you know, and it's it's tough, especially when you have a family or a set of friends that don't buy into it either. You're either A, too afraid to say something because you're afraid of being seen as crazy or you are indeed seen as crazy. Yeah. And um and it's tough. It's tough to not have that support and to feel just nutso. You know what I mean? Like Yep. That, I I have been lucky enough to have people like my grandmother and stuff like that who were always very open to it and so I always had someone to talk to. So I was lucky in that regards. Yeah. I mean it, it's um 
even now, I don't really. I mean, I, I talk to my wife about it, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes she looks at me a little. No, my my wife Sarah, <laughs> she does the same thing. Sometimes so. she's like, "Whoa!" And other times she's like, "Whatever." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're just going through a phase. Yeah, know, it's but. like what what fits her. It's what right. fits their own narrative, right? I mean, that's what's beautiful about paranormal experiences is that everybody's narrative is different. Right. Uh, and it's when you're willing to be open to other people's narrative is are the people that I really love to have on this show. Yep. You know, like just, you know, whether or not I've seen it or not, I've never seen a Bigfoot, but I am very open yeah. to hearing your stories because I'd like to. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a Bigfoot. Yep. I mean, I have big feet. and Not, not, not even really. Not even really. I take no. it back. For my, for my, I'm six foot five. For your five. frame, yeah, you have average feet. For I your do, frame. I do. Most people six foot five and up have like fourteen to sixteen. But I have twelve. Yeah. I'm a twelve. And I don't, <laughs> I don't want it to sound like that. I like have some kind of foot fetish and I know what size shoe you wear. But just based on looking at your feet, you probably have the feet appropriate for your frame. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I do not I have abnormal feet. My old costume professor in college used to tell me that I was built incorrectly. <laughs> He told me because I'm double jointed in my knees, my elbows, and my thumbs, and that my feet were too small. And so he'd always say, Mr. Gearhart, you were built incorrectly. Or sometimes he would say backwards. Because <laughs> he said, your feet should be at least two inches bigger. <laughs> but I think that that's why I'm so clumsy, too. I think that I don't have the correct balance. But my dad, who's the same way, he wears the same size shoes yeah. I do. And he's always had issues falling. But my brother, my older brother, he's got bigger feet, so... Well, I mean, you you have an appropriately sized head, so yes, yes, I do. It is <laughs> unlike <something>. yours. <laughs> so, what else you got on the table for us? Because I know you've got more than just your grandparents' house. Oh yeah. So, um, let's see. I, I think you were with me uh, one time. We saw the uh, the ghost headlights in Shelby. Oh yeah, do you remember that? Oh yeah, that yeah. we were heading to uh, your uncle Rusty's house from. From Taco Bell, we, we yeah we went we to Taco a, Bell. We had a late night border run. Yeah, um, <laughs> that was creepy, man. Yeah, it was like just driving along. There's these headlights behind us, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And there was nowhere to like turn off. Nowhere to turn it's off. It's farm. Yeah, like yeah. there's there's not even like a secret entrance entrance into it, the farm. And then you know, and, and, but and, even then we would have seen them turn. You would have seen the lights oh, going yeah, forward, going forward up, up the hill, or or tail lights mm-hmm. in, the, in the you know behind you. So that was always cool. And and um, and I remember. Um, you know, looking back in my uh, in my memory here, I, you know the the headlights were even kind of a those round headlights from like an older vehicle. You know, so which is not uncommon. People still drive older vehicles today. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know, of course, my memory isn't as great as yours. You know, you can <laughs> share people with that because to me, I just remember lights. You know, because I don't remember my own <laughs> middle name sometimes. <laughs> which one? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> I forgot till just right now. Um, but yeah, you know, you definitely have uh, what? That, what the heck is that called? Um, you know, I can't remember. No, <laughs> no, it's called a um, an, an, an eidetic memory. Yeah, and I, I wanted to say didactic. But that's <laughs> not it. Some people refer to it as a photographic. Memory. Yeah, in dinner, I worked dinner detective, and a lot of times the detectives joke and they call, "I've got a photogenic memory." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, it comes in handy. Oh, it comes in handy. It's it's both a uh, it's both a blessing and a curse, because uh, every, every stupid mistake or a wrongdoing that I've ever done. I, I, I well, not only that, any spooky experience you've had still sits fresh. Well, yeah, and, and that's not necessarily a bad thing for me because. I haven't had really any negative spooky experiences. <sighs> you people, and you're not having negatives. <laughs> Listen, people, I know you're out there. 
Not all of us have positive ghost experiences all the time, okay? You mean you don't all sit around in a circle and sing Kumbaya? No. Some of us get held down and smacked and all kinds of crazy stuff, okay? Uh, but I definitely envy you folks that have good experiences for sure. Uh, and I've had plenty of good ones as well, but... I mean, not, not to, uh, you know, I don't necessarily want to uh, invite a bad experience mm-hmm. on myself, but I, but I also wouldn't mind having one so that I know what a bad experience was like. Mm-mm. No? That's like saying you want an abusive wife before you have a regular wife so that you know what it's like <laughs> to have an abusive wife. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. You don't want it. So... Um, <laughs> Spirits of the realm, please ignore <laughs> yeah, that I've said ignore that. Ignore <laughs> what Josh just said. Uh, and, uh, yeah, just go get Brad. <laughs> he can have him. <laughs> he so. wants him. He's one of those that, like, invites. He's very Zach Baggins ghost-like adventures. Come on, you stupid ghost! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I am. Um, uh-uh. I'm more of a uh, calm collective. You want to talk with me? Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the psychic aspects of things makes it difficult to antagonize because you feel things harder yeah. you feel things stronger you know like i don't want to invite that because a lot of times i pick up their emotions when they are angry which is maybe why they're able to attack me sometimes and things like that because i can take it and i can become that victim yeah you know kind of like a um a sponge yes you soak psychic it up. sponge yep yep uh, but SpongeBob, what else give me some paint. give me some more spooky yeah what do you got so um let's see I don't know. Um, I guess I could get into the dream. Yeah. Okay. Well, I wanted to kind of dig into uh, kind of uh, alien type stuff anyways, UFOs yeah. uh, along those lines. So um, I, I am a firm believer in, uh, in aliens. I don't know what they are. You know, I don't know if it's from another planet or if it's future humans coming back. I have, right. I have, I have no ideas. I mean, I have plenty of concepts. But, yeah, multidimensional. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about concepts, so to speak. But, yeah, I mean, so um, I have had uh, um, a lot of different experiences or, or let's say snippets that I remember of just kind of feeling like maybe I was abducted. And so um, when it, <clears throat> the uh, like a few weeks ago, I had a dream. Well, well first of all, and, and uh, this is going to sound weird, but um, so I wear a CPAP to help me mm-hmm. breathe at night. I used to. Yeah. I, I Whenever I wear my CPAP, I don't remember any of my dreams. I'm sure I do dream, but I don't remember them in the morning. This particular dream, I remembered when I woke Interesting. up. So, uh, in my dream, I, uh, I'm, i like, standing in a field at my grandparents' house that, that I just talked about. And it's like, I'm younger, I'm, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe six or seven or somewhere in there. And uh, it's like blue skies, you know, it's, it's during the day. I remember, you know, I'm standing there. And, um, uh, like standing next to me is this, uh, is this entity, but I can't, I can't see any characteristics about the entity. I just know in my mind, in my dream, it's just, a, a like a black figure. Right. But you it's, just know it's there. But more I, than I anything, know it's yeah. there, but I can't, you know, when I, when like, when I turn and look at it, I just see blackness. Right. Like I don't see anything, you know, particular, but, um, I know it's a lot taller than me. It's got its hand on my shoulder. And, uh, like, I look up uh, in, in the sky, and there's, like, a, a craft that's uh, this kind of hovering over top of me. Probably, you know, it's, it's really big uh, compared to uh, everything else. E- either it's really low in the sky 
or it's just really, really big. big. Can't so, tell perspective in the um, name. What shape? Uh, circular with um, uh, rectangular um, uh, places placed sporadically, not sporadically. It's more like in a in a in an arrangement on the bottom of the craft um, with a uh, with a couple of like yellow pulsing lights mm. on the bottom as well. Um, but the craft itself looks uh, like gray uh, or, or like a dark gray. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not like your typical flying saucer type right. thing like you see in the movie theater. I mean, it is it is circular, but it's not, you know, it's not a flying saucer, so to speak. Right. Um, but uh, so I'm looking around and, and the, uh, the entity tells me um, that um, I've been selected <laughs> to be a, uh, a human in an experiment to blend human and alien DNA. This is how the movie Cocoon started, right? <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't want to giant, find giant clams on the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> but, um, but you know, uh, so I'm, I've been selected to be in an experiment that's going to blend me with human and uh, alien DNA um, and that uh, some of my life experiences might be different from other people's. Hmm. And then, <clears throat> so then... Um, the entity standing next to me is gone. The craft uh, zips away, and I wake up. So I got a question for you. The voice, do you remember what the voice sounded like, or was it kind of voiceless, so to speak? So it, it was almost like it didn't speak, but I heard it. Right. So like so definitely more telepathic. telepathic. Okay. Yeah. Um, and and based, on my, based on my height and my age at the time, um, the entity seemed like really tall, like like Bigfoot tall, like seven foot, eight foot tall. Slender man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so so anyway, so I wake up, um, and uh, what's really interesting about that dream is that I've had some other experiences recently that have just been odd. So. I don't know, probably starting um, maybe about 15 years ago, um, which for those of you, that I, if I didn't say I'm 41, so that's, that's still several years after when my experience in the dream would have taken place. Right. That that started. Um, so 15 years or so ago, and it, and it tends to run like every, every like five years or so I, I have these things. So I would hear really low, like, really low but intense pulsing noises mm -hmm. um and there was like there's nothing around um the first time that i that i experienced it was at um my grandparents house the uh the second time was at my uh the first house that my wife and i lived at in j-town um i didn't go outside in the in the one at my uh, grandparents house but i did go outside at the one at, at the house we lived at in j-town and it was like it surrounded the house. It was just like a boom, 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 and it just it just the whole noise surrounded the house. Couldn't really hear where it was coming from. Huh. Um, I mean, I didn't at the time. I didn't think about it. I didn't like look up to see if even then it could have been cloaked. Who well, knows? Well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, and it just it just was really loud all around. There was and there was like no other noise. There was no barking dogs. There was no crickets. No birds chirping. Nothing. Just boom, boom, boom. And then um, it stopped. And then it was just silence. And then after silence, then the regular nighttime noises came back. Oh, so 
all the nighttime noises were gone too. Oh, yeah. that's creepy. And then the same thing happened at um, the house that we moved to in Shelbyville. Uh, this was about, um, I don't know, like maybe a couple months ago. Uh, and it just, again, it was just boom, boom, boom. And I, and I, uh, this one, I went and like stuck my head out the, um, out the, out the uh, patio door. And again, it was just, it was just all over. Just in, and you in, were awake for those, I was, right? I was awake for both yeah. of those. And, and in fact, the, uh, the second one, the one that was most recent, uh, my wife heard it. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and again, it was just like, it was just like a low, low pulse. Uh, couldn't hear anything else. And then uh, it just stopped. Like on a dime, it just stopped. And I don't, I mean, I'd be happy if anybody could explain to me what that could be. But well, you know, every, uh, so here's what's interesting. And Brad has talked about this a lot, that um, instances that are possibly uh, alien and abduction type scenarios, those dreams that we've had or, or those experiences and the things that, that we experience those, there tends to be a buzz. For different people, it's, it's electric that when you're just hearing that electric buzz, some people it's pulsing. Uh, in Taos, New Mexico, there's a pulsating hum that certain people hear, mm. and a good multitude of people. And there are some people that believe that there's a ship inside one of the mountains. But you know that 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 happens only with those experiences. They don't tend to happen with ghost experiences. They don't tend to happen with Bigfoot experiences. But they tend to happen with what people think are alien type experiences. Mm. Um, is that buzzing, that that pulsating, that, you know, and it makes you wonder, as loud as you heard it, it's like, was that a ship? Yeah. You know, um, and they, then and then to think they, back to your dream, you know, was that a real memory? Yeah. The, you know? Repressed. Or right? I mean, you know, you've heard, since you've listened to the podcast, you heard my story about being a child. All those years that I thought was a dream, come to find out it was a memory, to find out that it was a shared memory, to find out I'm missing a day. Yeah. You know, and it's like, who knows? You know, how many people are out there that have those memories that they thought were dreams that they were just so weird that our adult minds say that has to be a dream? Well, and, and what's what's really interesting, I think, is like, so in your case, you were a child. In my mm -hmm. case, I was a child. Uh, you know, you hear these stories, uh, like news stories, where these kids like wander off into the woods mm -hmm. and are missing for like, two three days and they find them and they're like in perfect health yep there's like not a scratch on them and they you know i think there's a story that was most recent um that they asked that like the the child was old enough they asked it you know how did who, who took care of you <clears throat> and it and the child just said uh mother bear took care of me mother bear <laughs> so you know i mean is it is it possible that you know these these abduct you know it is it easier to abduct a child and repress, like even maybe through some type of a medical means, repress those memories and not have to worry about it coming back and disrupting their adult life as much? Or, I mean, even then, is that something that these captors do? Is it something they do is push that repression, you know, like... So, yeah, do they, I mean, do these, maybe they're creating that on purpose as a way to block them out. Yeah. Like, 
or you know maybe it's something that as an adult our brains won't be able to handle yeah you know they say though you know that that's why i find it's interesting that the ship you were able to comprehend but the entity you were not and what if it's because sci-fi we've seen so many different types of ships we're we're okay with that but for the most part real true what they try to say it's always the grays yeah. You know, but what if it wasn't a gray? What if it was some other sort of, pre- and maybe your mind couldn't handle what yeah. it sees, especially knowing your memory, would you have been able to handle it? Well, it's kind of like um, if you're if you're looking at something and you're trying to figure out what it is, like you just see something on, like a mm-hmm. sign or, or a collection of symbols, and you can't you can't work out what it is. Once you make the connection of what it is, you can't. No, unsee it. That, you that, can't. You can't see what you thought it was. That's that, and that's my point with paranormal. Yeah. Like once you have an experience, right. you will always have an experience. And you know, it's interesting. And I've brought this up before on earlier episodes, but you know, they say the Native Americans when Columbus first showed up with their big ships, that science tells us that they more than likely didn't even see them because their eyes would not be able to handle understand. to understand that it almost that it's like a reaction our brain sets up is no yeah. it's not there so all they saw were essentially people walking from the water yeah uh that just blows my mind i mean and you know even how these tribes that are still living um away from the world do they think that these planes are these gigantic yeah, birds, birds just yeah. like how how the natives and ancient aliens that whole idea yeah <laughs> i well, mean quetzalcoatl like what, what was that yeah bird man <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know man that just yeah it's um it, it's not something that i've uh, explored much further just you know the, again the dream and and then think now. Now thinking about the correlation between other events in my life and how maybe that strengthens uh, what I saw in the dream. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you know, and then talking to real quick about the grays. Um, uh, what if what you know, kind of along the same line. But what if the grays are a place? Are a place? You know, they. So when I say a place, like they the, form into a house. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's like that cartoon in the '80s where the kid becomes a car. Yes, <laughs> but no, um, but like the the grays. So the entity that that abduct, they don't want to be known, so they place a false image of the grays. Mm. So that's why everybody sees the grays, right? But really, the grays are just some other entity's graphical graphical representation of alien that they've placed in people's memories. Well, and you know, occasionally there are some stories where they are abducted and they wake up and the grays are there, but then all of a sudden the real dude walks in and there, you know, that's where that, um, that, uh, da, 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 the Viking types, the, the, the Thorish, yeah. uh, Asgardian type look where they're like seven feet tall, blonde hair, yeah. but shaped a little differently. You know, that idea of, of even where their gods might've come from yeah. is that, they they are kind of like the you know it's kind of like I'm gonna bring up Star Trek Enterprise but it's kind of like the Zindi, oh. you know where there's different species for the same planet so right. to speak or, or I mean it, it could be it could be a federation of some sorts you know but maybe there are, is a class system uh, yeah you know and the Greys are the ones that we see because maybe they're the ones closest yeah. to us the worker um, bees the worker bees and they're the closest to what we look like that maybe we can handle them better yeah. than 
some sort of organism that is just yeah. nothing like we could ever comprehend. Right. The blob or something. Sure. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I, that's why I yeah. like looking into this stuff because I don't know. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And people have so many different stories. And then there are places where it correlates. And then sometimes where it's so different, but it's still, man, they believe it. Yeah. They believe it 100%. And e- even people that are, you know, mentally unstable, are they? Well, are maybe they just able to tap in to see things that we aren't seeing? Yeah. Well, in, 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 you know, some of that some of that mental instability um, could be from them grappling internally right with what they see or what they saw and what in their own disbelief yeah and they they just I don't know and of course there are people that think tripping you know like helps them see things too I mean you know the Native Americans did with you know the different yep. herbs and, and things that they used to see the gods and things like that it's like were they or you know was that was that a way for them to get inside to yeah. handle what they saw that, you know, the right. aliens were like, hey, we need you to work. We need you to build things, but yeah. we need you to get the material from the spaceship. Right. <laughs> right. So take this peyote and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, it's possible, too, that, um, you know, underneath a, uh, a medicated state, your brain, you don't your brain is not as active. So you're not overthinking things. Mm-hmm. You're not overcomplicated things. It's, it's easier to accept what you're seeing in that medicated state. So. I don't know, but those are some great stories, man. And I know you've got more, uh, but we are running out of time. And so uh, I want to take this opportunity to move right into listener stories. You know, uh, listeners, you're out there. You all have stories. You know, Josh shared a few of them. They don't have to be long. They can be short stories. They can be things that no one's ever believed you. But guess what? We will. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We're all about it. But we like sharing those stories. And if you're uncomfortable with your name, we can put anonymous or we can make up a name. You know, we just want those stories. Um, so this this listener story comes from, uh, uh, like, a lot of my listeners are on Haunted Kentucky and the real Haunted Kentucky. And uh, on those, I, I hit up people all the time. And this one comes from a woman named uh, Laura Sims. She says, this is her listener story. My first paranormal experience I had was when I was in elementary school. I had just gotten this new rolly backpack for school, and I was playing with it on the front porch, rolling it back and forth. I stopped to take a break when all of a sudden the backpack rolled by itself. Even the handle looked like something was holding it. It was askew. I knew it wasn't the wind because there was no wind blowing. And if that wind was blowing, the rolly backpack would have fell flat down. That was my first paranormal experience. I do believe that the invisible force moving the rolly backpack was my deceased little brother. It wouldn't be until my high school and college years that I really got into the paranormal because I had experienced a lot more of the paranormal since then. I've seen shadow figures. I've seen a figure of a deceased cat. I've even been touched by an unseen force. I've had a spirit attachment from a bad spirit that meant me harm. And even today, I'm still feeling the effects of it. I've had glass thrown at me by an invisible force. And I have also been to some of the most haunted places in Kentucky and have experienced paranormal activity at those places. And even now, where I live, it seems that this place is also haunted. Wow. 
just you know you know a lot of people on this haunted kentucky board they always ask what's your first paranormal experience and i really like grabbing those because those are the ones where your eyes open you know and just makes you wonder like what happened to her little brother you know like and I love that that it that it sits at an angle you could tell it was being pulled. pulled. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> I want to know more. If you're listening out there, Laura, I want to know more. Uh, I would love to hear more of your stories about the shadow figure and uh, the thing that was attached uh, and things like that. Those are the glass would have been. Yeah, the glass would have been a good story too. Um, we believe you, and uh, you know, as usual, I highly recommend saging your home if 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 <laughs> if. You know, there are local people that are out there that can come in and bless your house and sage your home. Even if even if you're Catholic or Christian, you know, and you still believe in this stuff, you know, find a priest. Uh, if, if things are malevolent, you don't want those there. Yeah. You know, I've had my share of bad experiences and I'm tired of it. And I do. I, I haven't really had besides night hags and stuff. I haven't had a whole lot of bad experiences at my home, but I sage and cleanse that house constantly like <laughs> well, I mean with with everything where there is uh, the light there also is the, the dark. dark yep absolutely um, yeah wow thanks Josh appreciate you sharing your stories yeah, man. yeah it was fun looking forward to a long line of story sharing oh yeah we're gonna have a ton uh, and we've got so many topics that are be gonna coming up you know over the next year uh, next week if all goes well I've got a listener uh, that's going to be coming on and joining us for another getting spooky episode. Uh, but he's super <laughs> awesome. He hit me up a while back um, to share with me a story um, when he was in the military, when he was in the Middle East, about when he first thought was a demon that he had seen to only find out later that it was a djinn. Oh, wow. And so not only is he going to be sharing that story, uh, with us, which is going to be really, really great. But he also has a number of other stories um, from his time in the military and just throughout his life. Uh, so he'll be joining us. Uh, like I said, unless you know life happens, um, yeah. he'll be joining us next week. And he's he's really great, and I can't wait for you guys to hear his stories. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. We love you guys so much. Um, make sure that you're uh, listening to the Destination Nation Network on there. You can listen to other great shows, other great podcasts on there. Uh, you can go to destinationcomics.com slash DNN. Find all of the podcasts there if you're into comics uh, or you're into cartoons. There's Animation Destination. If you're into video game movies, there's Kill Screen Cinema. Uh, if you're into horror movies, you're, you can listen to my other podcast called Unhappy Campers, which is a lot of fun. Um, you know, check that out. And then, of course, all the other great shows here on WCHQ 100.9 FM, including Lunch Break Live with my boy Ed Black. And you've got Drive Time Live with uh, Derek Wade Manley. You've got a CHQ Country Roots with my girl Naoma. Yeehaw! You got to love her. Um, and she will definitely be back on. Let me tell you, we are actually going to be doing a ghost hunt. And I think Brad's going to be coming in for this. But we are, And I may have already mentioned this, but we're going to be doing a ghost hunt at the Bardstown uh, towards the end of October. And so we're going to be doing an episode or two on that, talking about all of that, maybe even lead up to it. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, you know, this almost feels like season two starting for me <laughs> is what it kind of feels like. So I'm very, very excited. The budget's higher. It's still zero. And uh, we're going, <laughs> we're still going from there. But please send in your stories to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com. Send those in to us. And uh, once again, thank you, Josh. I 
can't wait till next week, man. Yeah, look, it's going to be awesome. So uh, on that, we will see you guys later. Uh, make sure to stay spooky, of course. And uh, I have been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Josh, and uh, the truth is out there. That's right. And don't forget, as always, people, make sure to hug those blankets extra tight. We'll see you next time.